morning. Good morning, faithful ones. It is good to see you today. Uh, welcome to First United Methodist Church. Uh, if you would, please register your attendance on the pew pad and play, uh, pass it down, place it in the offering plate later in the service. And if you're joining us with us online, please leave a comment so they, uh, we will know who is worshiping with us. Uh, in the way of announcements uh, in, with our children's ministry, Fall Festival is October 25th. Catherine needs candy, cupcakes, and volunteers. And you can sign up for any of those at the table in the Chestnut Street Narthex. Also, if you would like to support our children's ministry, there is a trunk show this Tuesday. Uh, upstairs in the gathering room from 10 to 3 with women's clothing and 25% of sales goes to support children's ministries. Today, Eric Wright will come forward and offer our ministry moment for stewardship, but as he's making his way forward, I'm going to bless our time together. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the warmth of your presence and the blessing of your love and this opportunity to gather today and worship you. Fill us with your spirit. Draw us closer to you and closer to one another. Amen. All right. Thanks, Sherry. Uh, so we're in the middle of our generosity uh, program, uh, New Beginnings, and our theme today is Witness. All that we do in discipleship is a witness for what Jesus can do. Today, you are asked to pray over the question, my ministry at First United Methodist Church is a witness to what God can do. Uh, that question invites us to pause and think how our prayers, presence, gifts, and service are witnesses to others. So you can find prayer cards in your uh, envelope holders in the back of your pew and at the ends of the pew. You're invited to respond to the question, placing it on the communion rail at the end of the service or on the interactive prayer station out in the Chestnut Lobby. I'd encourage you to visit that prayer station today or later this week if you're at the church to see the prayer response from others here at our church. You should by now have received your 2024 Estimate of Giving card. Uh, this estimate helps us better prepare for 2024 and marks your commitment to the church for the coming year. If you haven't received that card in the mail, uh, please reach out to a church staff member um, or at the church office. I hope you're praying about how you can, or how you are being led to live into, into discipleship for the coming year, not only in giving, but in all aspects of discipleship. You may turn in your card to the church office or through the offering plate anytime during the month. Um, as the prophet proclaimed to the Lord, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? God is doing a new thing at First United Methodist Church, and you're invited to be a witness for it. Thanks.
may be seated. As we move to our time of prayer and offering, uh, you may have noticed the rosebud behind me on the altar. That is placed in a celebration of the birth of Miss Debbie at ELC, her first granddaughter, Sadie. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you for this day. And we thank you for your presence with us and this opportunity to gather in this place. And we thank you for your love and grace. And we pray, God, that you continue to pour your love and grace upon us gathered here and upon the request of our hearts. We have friends who are sick. We ourselves might be sick. We have loved ones who mourn. Our hearts break for what is happening in Israel. We notice issues around us in this community, our nation, and our world, and we just place them into your hand for your healing and your grace. And we place ourselves into your hand, praying, God, that you would help us on our journey of discipleship to be more like Jesus. Forgive us our sins and continue to encourage us as we grow with you. Bless this church. Bless the offering that we are about to receive. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. We will now receive our morning offering. And children, you're dismissed to Children's Church with Miss Catherine.
programs and apps that go into that to make that uh, possible each week. And for me, um, being called back to children's ministry for several years, I was here on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings teaching Sunday school and Bible buddies. But as my children grew, I grew with them and moved on to youth. The last few years, um, I have enjoyed some quiet time at home on Wednesday nights, but really felt the need to come back. I felt that call on my heart. So on Wednesday nights, I'm here. Um, I'm enjoying seeing the new things that Catherine is bringing into the program, coming together for one worship before we break out into our age groups, and all the fun new things that technology brings us to the kids' worship, but also the, the um, new ways to presenting the same old lessons. I grew up in a very conservative church and I never felt like it was for me. The church didn't treat women as equals, just servants to men. I stopped going as soon as I was married and didn't have to go anymore. I took a few years off from church, but after I became a mom, I wanted church for my child. I knew from attending public school that kids actually liked to go into church and they had good friends because of that. I didn't visit very many churches before I found this place. So thankful to be here after all of these years. I went from not wanting to be there at all to what are we going to do next? Love, kindness, and grace are all found here. much involved with various uh, nonprofit groups in town. The Community Free Clinic, um, they're wonderful. Before, um, we, we had several different shelter homes that we assisted and worked with, and it's just been a joy to, to do this, to become involved. Um, I love my time working with the United Women in Faith group and their luncheons, uh, getting to meet the women, to hear the speakers. So I feel like my ministry uh, really is an example of what you can do just uh, if you show up and come with an open heart and uh, a willingness to help. I think just... Um, looking for ways to plug in, God's going to, to open those doors for you so that you can uh, be a part of what's going on. If, if you come with a, an authentic and um, humble perspective where you're just willing to do whatever, um, I feel like God's blessed me and my ability to, to just plug in and find some opportunities there in that perspective. 
There are new and exciting things happening every day in the children's ministry. God is leading me to do more and to be more than I ever thought that I could be. As a teacher and a leader, I know that I'm planting seeds of faith in their hearts, and I know that God will use any simple action or simple, simple conversation with a child that will take root and begin to grow a faith that will last throughout their lifetime. card and on that prayer card is the question that was posed in the video you just watched my ministry at Gadsden First UMC is a witness for what God can do how is your ministry your life a witness for God I ask you to hold this prayer card in your heart and mind and you can even take notes during this the sermon you can place it on the communion rail after the service or during the last song or on the interactive prayer station at the Chestnut Street lobby as we finish worship today. So we are in the middle of a sermon series based on Isaiah 43. It is our generosity emphasis new beginnings. How is God working a new beginning in your life? So we're going to be spending a month in Isaiah 43. I encourage you to take some time to study and lean into that chapter for yourself. I believe it will enrich your time in this sermon series. As part of this series, we're looking ahead to 2024 and what God can do through us and with us at First United Methodist Church. Now let me offer a recap if you have have not been here the past few weeks. The first week we looked at hope. God had been with his people. They were reaping the consequences of their disobedience. With Isaiah 43, God promises to do a new thing and in that they can have hope. Last week we looked at um, leaping for the Lord or stepping up for the Lord. God is with us. Do not be afraid. That was the words that we heard from the prophet. The Israelites were called home, and this was a scary endeavor, but God was with them. We are called to ministry, and often it can be a scary endeavor, but God is with us. As I read the scripture, remember to hold this prayer card, this statement, in your heart as we look to the prophet Isaiah 43 verses 8 through 13 and then our emphasis passage verse 19 Isaiah 43 8 through 13 bring forth the people who are blind yet have eyes who are deaf yet have ears let all the nations gather together and let the peoples assemble who among them declared this and foretold to us the former things? Let them bring their witnesses to justify them and let them hear and say, It is true. 
You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I've chosen, so that you may know and believe me. And I understand that I am he before me, so no God was formed. Now shall there be any after me? I, I am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. I declared and saved and proclaimed when there was no strange God among you, and you were my witnesses, says the Lord. I am God, and also henceforth I am he. There is no one who can deliver from my hand. I work, and who can hinder it? And then continuing with verse 14, I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, may this time of worship give witness to you. And may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing and acceptable unto you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So like it or not, all who claim to be a follower of Christ, all that we do is a witness to our journey with Christ. Everything that we do, everything that we do not do is a witness. If we claim the name of Christ, then we are witnesses for the name that we claim. Francis of Assisi once said, preach the gospel often and if necessary, use words. So our witness, we often think of it as our words, our testimony. But it's also everything we do and do not do. Our generosity, our prayers, our presence at church, our everything is a witness for Jesus. And when our faith, our words, our entire being align, we have a more congruent life of faith. God takes our words and actions and give witness to him. And really, isn't that what, about, what growth in faith is all about? Our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness all shining the way toward Jesus. Our willingness to grow is part of our witness to the world. In the scripture reading for today, Isaiah proclaims that God's children will be witnesses. They will be his witnesses. The no gods, the false gods, can't save them, can't deliver them. They have been blind and deaf to the power of God. And now they will see and now they will hear. And out of that revelation, they will be witnesses to God. They can tell the world, we serve a mighty God who delivers and saves. We serve a God who makes a difference in the lives of his people. Isaiah's passage, the passage that I just read, the words of the prophet, state that for the people, their words will be a witness. So when is the last time your words were a witness? I'm ashamed to say that I don't share enough. And I shared last week 
that this is an area where God is calling me to step up, to, to lead in. This is my step up, I believe, for 2024, to be a stronger witness for God. I've shared before, it's easy for me to stand in the pulpit and tell people about Jesus. It's more difficult in personal one-on-one -on -one discussions and relationships. That's where I need to grow. And I want to be a stronger witness for my words, with my words. When is the last time you used your actions to tell people about God? I try. I don't always get it right. I'm a work in progress. And I have to say that I'm hesitant to often let my actions point toward God because I don't want to be seen like the Pharisees were and my actions become about self rather than God. As I said, it's a journey, but all that we do is part of our witness. I hope people see in my actions Jesus working through me. And let's face it, Jesus has a lot of work to do. He has much work to do with all of us because we're all on a journey of discipleship. As I was thinking about this, I considered it like remodeling our homes are doing new things to our homes. How many of you have ever purchased a new bedspread or a new rug for your house and you realize that with the new bedspread or new rug, you guys may not be able to relate to this, but you need uh, new curtains or need new painting. And then you take that next step and you say, oh, the curtain and the bedspread looks so good Maybe I need a new floor or uh, a new light fixture. And then the bedroom looks so good, maybe we need to do the guest bedroom or the bathroom or the kitchen. And before you know it, one simple lamp or one simple bedspread but turns into a project. Now, I say this because we work on one area of our lives. And we realize God is calling us to work on another area. There might be an area of sin that needs to be addressed, and then we think, well, I need to be involved with this spiritual discipline or that spiritual discipline. God's working at me in my prayer life, and that opens you up to the Bible, or it opens you up to generosity, or it opens you up to coming to worship. This is not a daunting journey. It's a joy. And before we know it, we are remodeled and remade to be like Jesus. Or maybe a better way to think of it is how Paul puts it, like a journey. We're on a journey, one step after another step after another step after another step. Paul says in the third chapter of Philippians, not that I have already obtained this or already have reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Jesus Christ has made it his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Jesus Christ. We are called to press on and to be remade in the image of Christ. We are called to let our discipleship be a witness. Now, back to these prayer cards. How is your ministry, how is your journey of discipleship a witness for Jesus? 
The generosity emphasis at First United Methodist Church over the years has been primarily about resources, about money, and looking ahead to 2024. That's just a practical, logistical thing that we need to do as a church. Many of you are involved with nonprofits. You know that in order to prepare, the leadership to prepare for the year ahead as a nonprofit, we need to know what to expect or anticipate for the year for ahead, the year ahead. And that's just part of logistically what we're doing here at First United Methodist Church as uh, part of this campaign as a practical aspect. But in addition to the practical aspect, there's also a spiritual aspect. Generosity and our stewardship is essential to our growth in Jesus. It is our witness. Jesus talked a lot about money. In fact, nine of his, third, 11 of his 39 parables had to do with money. Money can be a barrier to loving God completely and loving our neighbor as ourselves. And it was one of the seven deadly sins that the early church fathers focused on when they looked at a life of discipleship. In addition to that, tithing or stepping up to a tithe has been a Christian discipline for followers of Jesus since the beginning of the early church. So for me not to address this would be, um, would not be good for me as a pastor. It's part of my spiritual responsibilities. This is a spiritual component in a life of discipleship. But in addition to our generosity, our stewardship, how we deal with our resources, we need to remember that stewardship is more than what we put in our plate. It is our witness and how we live our lives. As holistic human beings, God wants all of us. Paul says that we are called to be a living sacrifice. That includes our resources. It also includes our prayers, our worship attendance, our serving the Lord, everything that we bring. Now, to be just like Jesus, that can be daunting to think, oh, I've, I've got to be more like Jesus. I've got to be a shining example of a disciple. But just like with the remodel and just like the journey that Paul talked about, it is one step after another step after another step. Our witness begins where we are. Like when you remodel your home, if you start with your bedspread, our witness starts with where we start and that can be in many different areas a calling to step up for you may mean a dedicated prayer time every day at the same time you stop to pray it may mean a devotion like the upper room a daily time to grow in devotion or it could be uh, a new Bible study, an accountability group like the men at the well here at First United Methodist Church that meets on Thursday morning. It could mean a new prayer practice such as journaling or some other prayer practice. That could be your witness that God is calling you to grow into. It could be presence in worship. Worship is important. It is an important 
for us to connect with God, connect with neighbor, and show the world what matters to us. We are so ready to check in on social media and tell the world we've been to a football game, we've been here, we've been there. What about church? It matters, and it's an important part of our discipleship. It's a very important part of our discipleship. So maybe your step up is to attend worship if you're not sick or if you're in town or commit to attend three Sundays a month or if you're going to be gone on a weekend to attend Thursday night worship. Whatever that will be, maybe that's where you start in your journey of discipleship. Or maybe your stepping up might be service. There are so many ways you can serve here at First United Methodist Church. You start by taking a spiritual gift inventory. You can go to our app. You can go to the website. In the weekly sheet, there is a QR code that will help you scan and figure out a website that can help you figure out where you're gifted in ministry. Or maybe it's just looking at avenues that are available to service. Again, in the app, on the website, in so many different ways, you can see the ways in which you can plug in here at First United Methodist Church. And there are many ways to plug in. The staff and I would be glad to help you find your place to plug in. And I would also say your place to plug in may not be in the walls of this church. You may be called to ministry outside of the church. And both are valid. Serving in the church and outside of the church are important ways that we give witness for Jesus. Your step up could be witness. I just shared, I think that's where my step up is going to be for 2024. I feel led to write out my personal testimony and pray for opportunities to share it to be ready when the need would arise and to be able to have those one-on-one -on -one conversations about how Jesus has changed my life. Yours might be to invite someone to church or pray for someone who needs the love of Christ in their lives. Where is God calling you? Could it be to step up in witness? There are a variety of ways that we can grow with God. And you have an opportunity to make a commitment toward those. If you received your uh, pledge card for the coming year, there's a place for you to put a commitment to your resources. But there's also a place for you to put your commitment to growth in grace. How might God be calling you to pray more, to serve more, to witness, to give, to worship? any of those areas you start where you are and you move forward with Jesus you grow with Jesus in a powerful way there are a variety of ways in which we can grow with God there are so many opportunities for God to do a new thing in our lives there are so many ways that we can witness for Jesus it's not simply about standing on a street corner and beating someone over the head with a Bible and yelling about them that they're, they're going to hell. That's just not it. It could be loving people. It could be serving people. It could be praying for people. It can be giving money to foster ministry and growth in the kingdom of God. You get the picture. There are so many ways we can grow to be more like Jesus. 
And if we're all growing, I know the church will continue to grow too. It really is about loving God fully with our heart, with our mind, with our soul, and loving our neighbor as ourselves. And as we grow into this, we will be transformed. We will be remodeled. We will be changed to be more like Christ. When Isaiah called the Israelites to give witness, he was reminding them that they were living witnesses for God. God had brought them from the direst of circumstances, from exiles in a foreign land, and was going to bring them home. God was going to do what they couldn't do, and he was going to change them. And they would be able to see that, to witness that, to live that. The God who delivers and redeems was active and powerful in their lives. And the God who is active and redeems is powerful in the life of First United Methodist Church and is powerful in your life too. So we are called in response to that power to go forth and be witnesses for the living Christ. Amen. Let us pray. All that we do, Lord, is a living witness for you. Help us to take our witness and to honor you, to grow in faith and discipleship so the world might know the love and grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
have a prayer need in your life or would like to talk more about a profession of faith or baptism or joining the church, I would be glad to speak with you after the service. And now receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace.